This week, we'll talk about the pros and cons of using RSS feeds on your radio station website. This is Better Radio Websites, the podcast for radio professionals who want to see their website generate more traffic and revenue. Each week, your host, Jim Sherwood, and his special guests give you time-tested tips and secret tricks to ensure your radio station dominates digital in your market. Here we go. Hi, it's Jim, and welcome to Better Radio Websites, the podcast that wants to help you get more visitors and the most revenue from your radio station website. Well, first, what are RSS feeds? RSS stands for Really Simple Syndication. RSS typically uses XML files that can be read by a user's feed reader, which converts these files into an easy-to-read format. And this can be all kinds of different things, whether it be a special app that you use to look at RSS feeds, even Outlook, Microsoft Outlook has an RSS feed, so you can view RSS feeds directly within Outlook. There's all kinds of ways that you can view an RSS feed. And RSS feeds will normally consist of headlines, summaries, update notices, and then links back to the articles or wherever that RSS feed originates from. Normally, it's a website of some kind that is uh, has all kinds of information, and then they, whenever they update something on the website, this RSS feed gets updated along with it with links back to that website. And the content within these RSS feeds are distributed in real time so that the top results in the feed are always the latest published content for that website, whatever it may be. So you can use RSS feeds from your radio station website. If you own a WordPress website, you can easily find the RSS feed by typing your domain name and then putting a slash feed at the end of it. Now this will display all of your latest post updates. To get the specific category feed, you can follow your domain name with slash category and then another slash, and then the slug of your category. So let's say local, all in lowercase, and then another slash, and then feed. Of course, if this is difficult to visualize me saying this, we'll have examples of this within the show notes. Now, if you were to pull up one of these URLs within a browser, you'd see a bunch of code that looks like, well, it looks like a bunch of mumbo jumbo, but if you look very carefully, you'll see that there's a hierarchy to it. Uh, There's a channel, then there's different items within the channel, And then each one of those items will have the display date, the title, the description, the content, the date. And this is what RSS feed readers actually take in and then spit out in a nice, pretty format. You can take these feeds and put them in email newsletters. You can auto post to social media using a special service that would uh, take your feed and then auto post to your social media channels on a consistent basis. You can display them on other radio station websites, a whole lot more. As a matter of fact, let's talk about the pros of using RSS feeds from your radio station website. The first is automation. Setting up RSS feeds so that your posts are automatically fed to your social media sites like Twitter and Facebook saves lots of time. As soon as you uh, make a post and then have to share it to Facebook and then share it to Twitter, this does it automatically for you within a few minutes after you have uh, created your post. Most newsletter providers will have a way for you to display an RSS feed within your newsletters. So you could set up your newsletter to send out your latest five news posts from your website. Real easy to do within these services. Another pro is it's a set it and forget it thing. Once you've gone through the process of setting this up, That's it. It runs on automatic. Another pro is cross-promotion. If you have multiple radio stations, it's a good idea to display posts that drive traffic between the two. 
For example, like showing the latest local news from your news station on your music format station and vice versa. Let's say you uh, show your music news from your music format station on the news website. So it's a great way to cross promote those stations. Another pro, it can increase backlinks. When an RSS feed is syndicated to other websites and other readers, it can increase the number of links back to your website. Additional incoming links will often help a website rank better in just organic search results. So if your news feed is on another website and Google indexes that and sees all of these links coming to your website, that must mean that you have great information on your website. So it increases the SEO. So that cross-promotion going back and forth between station websites would actually help the SEO of both of them. That would be a win-win there. Two pros in one. Now, there are some cons of using RSS feed from your radio station website. There can be too much automation at times. Sometimes that can backfire. Social media users, they want to follow real people, not robots that aggregate information. Make sure that you use RSS feeds sparingly. And while you're at it, you may want to adjust the publication settings so that a maximum of one or two posts can be published in a single day. Maybe no more than three or four. This way, your social media sites, they won't get bombarded with post after post after post. You can uh, kind of sprinkle those in there and then do other things on the side that will increase your uh, social media followers day after day. Number two in the cons is duplication. Consider that your station P1 followers will likely get your daily newsletter. They're going to sign up for everything, all right? They're going to follow you on all of your social media channels. But if you automatically send out all of your posts to all of these channels, well, then your followers maybe over time will start thinking, well, maybe I don't need to be a part of their newsletter because I get all the same stuff on Facebook. Or maybe I don't need to be on Facebook and Twitter because I get it in their newsletter. So you may want to, you know, they may feel that following you on multiple channels is kind of maybe too much. And so that could decrease your numbers there. And then that would be a, a problem over time. To avoid this, you may want to use tags or uh, only post certain categories to certain channels of your, maybe one to your newsletter, one to Facebook and one to Twitter and Instagram or something like that. And speaking of social, if you have a post that warrants responses, if this is on automatic, they may post at a time that you're not there to answer questions or comments, that sort of thing. So make sure that you set those kinds of articles on a schedule to where you're going to be in the building and that you can get notifications to respond to these whenever the responses are necessary. Because if questions and comments and that sort of thing get unanswered, well, then people start getting a little disenchanted with your channel and that won't be good long-term, all right? Another con is decreased visitors. Yeah, I know that's a little bit counterintuitive to what RSS feeds are for because they are for bringing more visitors, right? But consider this. If you include all of your post content within your RSS feed and someone subscribes to that inside some sort of RSS reader of some kind, let's say they pull up your RSS feed in Outlook. Well, if everything that they have to read is there, they have no reason to go to the website now. 
So be sure that if you do have an RSS feed that you share out, that you want people to subscribe to, that you are only including just short snippets and excerpts of your content and not the entire thing. Because you want to make things easy, but you still, you're still you still in the business of running a radio station and making money with your radio station website. So you need to bring that traffic back to your website always. So yes, RSS feeds can be a bad thing if they're never coming to your website. All right. So what about third-party RSS feeds that you put on your radio station website? Well, you'll always want to use caution when using an external RSS feed on your radio station website. First, it's important to be aware that RSS feeds, they were created to benefit the website that they originate from. Plain and simple. They were never created to give you or somebody else content to put on your website. The reason for any website to put their RSS feed out there is to get more traffic that they can make more money from. Okay, so let's put that out of the side. That is what RSS feeds are for most of the time. Now, there are some cons of using RSS feeds on your radio station website, and we'll go through those first is if you're simply displaying a list of articles that link off to somewhere else, this could be from CMT, MTV, Rolling Stone, Fox News, a local television station. I could go on and on and on. Well, whenever you display those five or 10 news stories, those are five or 10 reasons for your visitors to go somewhere else. They're reasons for them to leave. I recently had one station argue that displaying an RSS feed from somewhere else gives something for their jocks to promote about their website. So they at least get that one click. Well, that may be true, but it does very little to establish your radio station website as a source of information. People like to be driven to exactly what they're looking for. They don't want to go to Chicago in order to get to Seattle. They would rather go straight to Seattle. You know what I'm saying? So be the source of all information and keep them on your website as long as you can. I give the analogy sometimes is it's, it's like having a, a RSS feed linking somewhere else on and right in the middle of your radio station homepage. It's kind of like your morning show promoting the celebrity news segment on another competing radio station. It's really no different. You're driving them somewhere else. And think of displaying these RSS feeds from a client's perspective. Me, as the person buying space on your homepage, if your big draw is sending people elsewhere, why do I want to advertise you there? I want to go advertise on where you're sending all your listeners. <laughs> really? Now, this particular subject of displaying external RSS feeds on your radio station website gets a little gray whenever you have a great working relationship with maybe a local television station or the local newspaper, um, something like that. If you have a great relationship that you want to cultivate over time and that relationship actually brings money into the radio station, well, then I can see the argument for displaying those RSS feeds that link off of your website. But be sure that that TV station or newspaper or other entity of any kind is giving you the same amount of links back to your website or the same amount of promotion of your website back to you because you're sending your listeners away from your advertisers to go to their content and their advertisers. So 
that is that is a <laughs> that is a very expensive thing to give, be giving away. And so be sure that you are getting that back in return. And another con of using RSS feeds, Google does not count displaying RSS feeds as content. And you want your website to be found in every search engine so that more people can find your radio station, can find your website, and can interact with you and your content so that you can increase those page views and um, be more valuable to your, your banner ad clients. So if you're not being found in search engines, that is a very big deal that is costing you money. The very best content that you can put on your website is content that is created by someone at your radio station. I know you may not have that person or people right now, but I'm saying that the very best content is the content that you create. Local events, sports updates, obituaries, whatever is cool and relevant to your listeners in your area. That is the best content. So what about importing RSS content? Full articles imported onto my station website. Now you're thinking. However, most RSS feeds out there only contain short excerpts with links back to the originating website to get the meat of it. So, like I said, if you're going to put your RSS feed out there to be shared, don't put the full content because that content could be consumed without actually going to your website. A lot of folks have gotten on board and they don't want to do that either. So most of the RSS feeds out there will not contain full content. They will only contain excerpts. And that is not something that you want to import because it's still just two sentences and a link back to the originating website. Not good content. But if you can find one of these websites that contain full articles, then importing that content into your website to keep visitors on your website longer rather than sending them away is the very best option. Now, there are some pros and cons to this that you must weigh also. The pros of importing external RSS content. You get fresh content on a regular basis. That means your site is always fresh, daily, weekly. Best of all, it's all on automatic. That would be like the dream thing, right? But that's where the pros end. <laughs> All right. The cons start now. The cons of importing external RSS content is the main one, the big one, copyright. You must ensure that you have proper permission from the website source before importing any of their content. And just because it's available, does not make it okay to use. Every WordPress website has an RSS feed. That does not mean that you can import it into your website because when you do, that's a copyright violation, all right? You find yourself in a copyright court very quickly if you do not have proper permission in place to import anything from any other website. The second one is image copyright. This is totally separate from the content because there's so many layers of this. Um, you may have the permission to import a website's written content, something that somebody has written for another website. The image they use, you may not be covered for. So you must ensure that the website you're getting the information from has proper copyrights to syndicate the images that they use. They may have a license that only covers their domain, but not every domain that imports their feed. This is huge because I've actually had uh, a radio station import an RSS feed from somewhere 
And then that feed used a copyrighted image that the radio station got pegged for. They didn't have permission to use it on their domain, and the Associated Press was the one doing the calling. And they were not cheap to make go away. The corporate law firm of Wombleban Dixon did a great article on this back in 2017 that covers every little thing that you should consider with regards to staying safe with third-party content. And there's a link to it in the show notes. It is well worth your time today to go and visit that article, especially if you are importing RSS feeds or if you are planning on importing RSS feeds. Another con to importing these uh, this RSS content is Google and SEO. They absolutely hate it. Absolutely. I mean, I mean, with a passion. I mean, numerous blog posts have been published from people who work at Google saying that, you know, basically people who import content are the worst people on the internet. Uh, I mean, that's the kind of route that they take with this. So if you plan on using AdSense banner ads on your website, no, do not display RSS feeds of any kind. Your AdSense account will quickly be deactivated because your site will violate their terms of service, which state that all of the content on your website must be your own. Yeah. Uh, they will also move your site lower in search results, even though your website may contain a hundred times more content than your competitor across the street. If the, your competitor across the street simply does local events and local uh, sports updates, and that is all they do, but you have national news, entertainment, sports, health, politics, you're importing all of these news feeds, they will do better. They will do better because all that sports, entertainment, national news, political, everything like that can be found somewhere else on the internet. So your SEOs will drop lower and lower and lower month after month. Another con to this RSS content, like I just mentioned, it's not local. The best content is relevant content. Music news, it's interesting. I will grant you that. But it's not the most relevant content that will likely impact what your listener does today or this weekend. Local news, local events, uh, that's going to have a bigger impact on your visitors just because it's more relevant to them. The very best way to implement imported RSS content is to use it sparingly, only when you should. To increase the value of the local content that you are already creating. If you're creating local content, local sports, local news, local events, and you want to import RSS feeds, I think that's good because it adds icing to the cake. It increases the value of the local content that you're already doing. Just don't let RSS content be the only content that you have on your radio station website. If I can get the information elsewhere, more than likely, I already have by the time I've gotten to you. So seeing that on your website doesn't give me a reason to come back tomorrow or the next day or the next day. Now, there are some safe content providers out there. Uh, these are the two that I have worked with personally, Pulse Web Content. That is a United Stations product. You can go to them and uh, check them out at pulsewebcontent.com. When you go to that website, you'll see a widget that they offer, but it's best to import their feeds via RSS. And, and yes, they do allow that. All of the copyright information is contained. Uh, they take care of all the copyrighted information and it's for barter, all right? Also, ABC News offers importable website content in most music formats, as well as national news, entertainment, 
health, sports, world news. They don't have any website information to, for me to send you to, but I do have their contact person's information, and I'll leave that in the show notes. So, concluding, RSS feeds can be a very valuable tool to bring visitors to your station website, but use them correctly and responsibly. Also, do your homework before implementing any kind of strategy that puts a third-party feed on your website. All of those copyrights, they must be in place and Way if it really adds value to your website. You may want to take a couple of months and try an RSS feed out and see if your visitors are actually engaging with that content. If they are not engaging with that content, then go ahead and either take it off or pull back on it a little bit so that it doesn't overpower the local content that folks are coming to your website for. All right. It's all about keeping those visitors coming and keeping them happy with relevant content. So they will come back time after time after time. I hope this information helps. Are RSS feeds working for your radio station website? Do you need help with your radio station website? Reach out to us. It's at skyrocketradio.com. Have an awesome week online, making your radio station website better. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to Better Radio Websites. Inspired by today's episode, be sure you are subscribed and share this episode with a friend. Visit skyrocketradio.com forward slash podcasts for more episodes as well as show notes for this episode. Need help starting or making your station website better? Visit skyrocketradio.com.